Hey friends, are you craving connection on a deeper level with high caliber women? Well, I've got the perfect evening for you. If you live in the Twin Cities area of Minneapolis, St. Paul, or want to visit, I invite you to join me for an intimate evening of rich conversation, fabulous food, and new connections. Just send me an email at hello at barbarachurchill.com with the subject line, invite me to dinner, and I'll make sure to put you on the list to get all the information. This is happening early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode 77 of Your Next Phase podcast, the one where I talk about the stories you have around your relationships. Yep, we have them there too. Welcome to the Your Next Phase podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hey friends, how are you? Happy Worthiness Wednesday. Don't you love that name for the middle of the week? I think it's way better than calling it hump day. And it's a great reminder that you are worthy just because you breathe. Isn't that wonderful? You are worthy because you exist. I think that's just heaven. So all month long, I'm talking about the stories we tell ourselves. And last week's episode was an amazing interview I did with author and financial expert, Jean Lin. We talked all about our stories and about money personalities and about money. So if you haven't listened to that, you really need to go back and do that. And I'll have a link in the show notes. This week, I want to look at stories we have around our relationships with our parents, our kids, relatives, friends, lovers, spouses, coworkers, bosses, all of them. And do we have stories, you guys? I'm telling you, we have stories on everything. We come by them honestly because they begin as part of our psyche, you know, in early age. We take on stories that our parents and grandparents have and we're raised thinking that, you know, Aunt Kate is a gold digger because she married an older man with money. And, you know, of course, there couldn't be any other explanation for why she married him, right? <laughs> or that Uncle Carson is a loser because he doesn't have a real job because he chooses to be part of the gig economy. I mean, these are all stories. These are all points of view that are maybe correct, may not be, right? And they may not jive with what you want. And I'm curious, what stories did you grow up with? I invite you to pause and think about some of them right now. Are they true? Interesting, right? Well, let's talk first about these stories that are typically not enhancing your life by believing them. There's a hidden system that creates unhappiness, difficulty changing habits, relationship problems, frustration, anger, and disappointment. I could go on and on. And barely anyone is aware of this because our brains are always on autopilot and it's happening all the time in all of us. It's the stories we tell ourselves. We do it all day long. We tell ourselves a story about what's happening in our lives, about other people, and about ourselves. When I call them, you know, quote unquote stories, that doesn't mean that they're false or that they aren't based in truth. It just means that we've constructed a narrative based on our experiences, a perspective on the world around us, an interpretation of facts as we see them, not false, 
but not necessarily the entire truth. It's just one perspective, okay? A different person might look at the same situation and tell a very different story, right? So let me give you this example. Maybe you have a story about how your boss is super supportive of you and praises you a lot, which means that you're doing a good job and you know likes your work and and this story makes you happy. Now another person might look at that very same situation and tell a story about how you're a kiss ass and favored by the boss and they never get the same treatment which results in them resenting you and the boss and a poor working relationship for all three of you. Or you might get upset with your spouse because he or she was rude or you know didn't clean up their mess after making dinner for the last few days. Now, another person might have the same experience, but tell themselves a story about how, you know what, this spouse has been working so hard and has gone out of her way to cook a nice meal and is just super tired and just needs to put her feet up. You might have a story about how you keep procrastinating. You know, one of our derailers, you keep failing at being disciplined, never stick to a workout routine. Well, okay. But another perspective might be that you've just gotten some great things done despite getting distracted. And you've been passionate about learning something. And that's taken a priority over work tasks that you're dreading. And you're tired and need some rest before you can tackle exercise with any amount of enthusiasm. Each of these examples have a very different story about the same situation, right? It's about which details you pay attention to and how you shape the narrative of those details. Now, telling ourselves stories is totally natural. We all do it. We all do it all the time. There's nothing wrong with it. But if we're not aware of the stories we tell ourselves, we can't understand how they shape our happiness, our relationships, moods, and so much more. These stories often include blame. I want you to watch for that because our brains are hardwired to figure out the source of our discomfort so it can understand it and feel in control. So who's to blame for it? Quickly, brain wants to figure that out. Okay, now I know. Now I can make myself feel better. You know, there's a story, Brene Brown, and I'm a Brene Brown fan, if you haven't picked up on that already. There's a story she tells about dropping a cup of coffee in her kitchen, and in her mind, she's blaming her husband, Steve, for it because he, quote unquote, made her stay up late the night before. (laughs) So he calls, and while she's cleaning it up, and she gets really pissy with him because in her mind, she's blaming it. This is his fault that she dropped the cup of coffee. (laughs) Does any of this sound familiar to you? I'm telling you, it sounds very familiar to me. And I remember taking my kids to Disneyland when they were little. Okay. So during our flight, my, my little girl needed to use the bathroom. So my husband and I got up, we walked her down to the bathroom. They were all occupied. So we had to kind of wait, you know, in the aisle area. It was kind of near the kitchen prep area and all that. Right. Well, at the same time that we're standing there, we hit an air pocket. I swear to God, we dropped a thousand feet and my daughter and I dropped right to the floor. And I looked up at my husband and I gave him the look like, well, aren't you going to do something about this? Fix this. (laughs) Like, what's he going to do about it? He's not a freaking pilot. I mean, but I was in my mind, I'm like, listen, this needs to be fixed. Talk to somebody. Don't let this happen again. Like it was his fault that he wasn't taking charge of the situation. But 
I wanted to feel some sense of control in that situation that I really didn't have, right? So think about the stories you have around your workplace. What are you telling yourself about your boss, about your coworkers, about the executive leadership team? Do you have a coworker who's difficult to work with by your standards? What stories do you tell yourself about that person? Or maybe you've been waiting for a promotion and you haven't gotten it yet. What are you telling yourself about that? Is it about you and how you're not measuring up? Or is it about your boss? And then we have our friends. And we have all kinds of stories around our relationships. And it's been so fascinating to me to read pre-pandemic I think the average American had 2.1 friends and now post-pandemic, we have 1.1 friends. And I don't know what a 0.1 friend looks like, but that is such a sad statistic for me because, and no wonder we're craving connection, right? So what are these stories that we have around our relationships with friends? You know, do you think about, I'm always the one that reaches out and makes plans or she never calls me to see how I'm doing. She should know I don't like sushi. Or why does she always date the same loser guys? As we go through life, our friendships do shift and change. And we make assumptions, right? We make assumptions that they're going to know what we're thinking. So are you open to that? That they're going to shift and change? Or do your stories remain the same? I'm a firm believer that not all friendships are meant to be for life. I've had so many wonderful friends that were with me for a season or two. What about your relationship with your parents or your kids? You know, our parents, our family of origin, man. And I know there's things out there. You choose your family of origin, you know, cosmically or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not. doesn't matter to me, but that's who we have. And I find these to be really interesting because... Well, especially now that I have kids that are adults and living their own lives, you know, it's completely different. I'm not in charge of, you know, how they turn out. That ship has sailed. I've done my best. But there is a change in how I relate to them. And I've noticed that they have some old stories about me and I have old ones about them. And I've decided that getting to know them as adults is the place I want to hang out in. Of course, you know, I have thoughts about how they should live their lives and what career they'd be successful in and how they should spend and save and who they should choose to marry and all all those parental things, right? But I have to remind myself that, you know what, I did a really great job raising them and the decisions they make are not a reflection on me. They have nothing to do with me, not the good ones and not the ones that don't work out well. They own those. It's how they're going to find their way in life. And my hope is that they get to know me as a person and not just their mom. I want them to know my dreams and my desires, my hopes for them, all of it. I will be honest that this is where I've been playing for the last few years. And it can sometimes be disappointing because of the stories that I tell myself. So I make sure to check in with them to ensure that I have clarity. I also tell them often to check in with me because some of their ideas on what I would or wouldn't say or do don't reflect the person I am today. And this is super important to me, especially as they add spouses and kids to our family. Speaking of spouses, (laughs) 
there's that significant other relationship, right? We bring all kinds of stories and expectations to our romantic relationships. And if we're not aware, we can create problems that don't even need to exist. And society tells us it is happily ever after. That's what happens at the wedding. You know, promise to love, honor, cherish all the things happily ever after. Well, nobody tells you how to really choose a spouse and what's super important. I think more people spend more time planning the wedding than they do the marriage. And I think that definitely needs to be flip-flopped. So having clear communication is key. Trusting that person with your feelings and being willing to be vulnerable is one of the key factors to a healthy, long-term relationship. It can't be one-sided, right? All the stories that we carry are what create the experiences that we have. So check in with your body when you feel a zing or a reaction in the moment. Notice what your brain is dishing up when situations arrive and you're beginning to create your own monologue in your mind. Take a deep breath, pause, and ask yourself, what's the story I'm telling myself about this? And then I want you to listen. You can change the narrative in your own mind if you just slow down long enough to notice. You don't have to stay stuck in negative patterns and feelings, and you can choose to see your friend or spouse or parent through a completely different lens. How might you rewrite those stories? That's what we'll be talking about next week. So for now, begin to notice and jot down the stories that you know you want to let go of. Then decide to talk with the people in your life about them and see what rich conversations blossom from that. And if you need help with this, reach out to me to schedule a call for sure. It's crucial to have a pair of neutral eyes and ears to help you discover your narratives and choose which ones to rewrite. And I am really good at doing that. All right, my friends, as always, please remember, I believe in you. Hey, if you love this episode and want to dive deeper into what's possible for you, I invite you to schedule a call with me where we can discuss what it takes to get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real you unapologetically. It's simple. Just visit barbarachurchill.com to book your complimentary call now. Remember, subscribe and review this podcast because I really want to hear from you. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.